welcome to episode 205 of the Hot Mock Show. Coming to you tonight live and unpredictable from the Jazz Farm. And tonight is a particularly um, special show because it's just us girls here tonight. Just us. Just us. <laughs> so Amy, Joe, thanks, thanks. Uh, Dan is away in the Eastern Cape working really hard, mm. paying the rent, feeding the family. We're really proud of our Dan the Grow Man and how far he's come with his awesome skills. Mm -hmm. And you know, he's, a, he's an autodidact. Do you know what an autodidact is? It's somebody who has taught themselves everything that they know. And uh, Dan is certainly one of those. Dan, if you're watching, we love you. We hope you're not working too hard. We hope you're watching with a nice big fat one rolled for the show. Uh, welcome to everybody who's watching on YouTube and on Facebook. And tonight, um, we've got some news from the presidency. Apparently, there's a vacancy there. This has been <laughs> whipping around. I mean, how many times did you get that message about this? Yeah. Yeah. Six going? times, just yesterday. <laughs> so, uh, we, we really think that this is a very positive move that they have uh, put forward this job vacancy in the presidency because it acknowledges that the National Cannabis Development Plan is not, master plan is not really working too well, but we'll discuss that a little bit later. We've also got a nice Fields of Green update um, uh, and some uh, opportunities for research funding. Uh, we have a packed uh, Weedly calendar, but first of all, we have our poll. Now, we still see no sign that the government is giving any gap for the poor victimized rural farmers in South Africa. So we're going to be looking at an excellent article that was written by our beloved Ricky Stone in the Mail and Guardian. But our poll is around that and around this continually thing. How many times can we say the same things? How are you going to include these farmers without totally changing their tradition of 700 years? So please vote in our poll. Um, you can do it on Facebook. Remember, that's the only platform in which we, we count the votes. And we have, as usual, three um, options for our poll, expertly dr uh, drawn up by our executive <laughs> producer, Joe Lackadon Perry. As usual, she comes up with these snappy answers to these pertinent questions. Should legacy growers be given free licenses? First of all, Ames, what's a legacy grower? One of our growers that have been there for years and grown from generations and generations and has learned from their family and has been exactly. passed on through the knowledge that's been passed down through the family. They're not the kind of person that climbs onto Facebook and proclaims yeah, themselves exactly. to be master It is their growers. survival, their food, their yes. school yeah. fees, their everything. But I think we can also change the grammar there and call it, say, it our. I have been growing cannabis for nearly 30 yeah. years. Mm. Nearly 30 years. So yeah. does that make me a legacy grower? And maybe that's a poll for next week. Hey? Well, what is a legacy grower? If you've been growing cannabis for how long should you have been growing it? How much? You know, I, I know some incredibly talented uh, cannabis botanists and um, herbologists and things like that that have only been growing for, say, maybe five years. Yeah. Uh, are those people considered legacy growers? Maybe we'll make that the poll for next week. But this week's poll, I digress. Should legacy be grow growers being given free licenses? Yes, they are the ones that made South African weed famous around the world. Answer number one. Answer number two, why should they need a license to do what they've been doing for generations? Question mark. That's number two. Number three is no, they need to comply to regulations like everybody else. 
Um, no special dispensation for, for legacy growers. But remember, we asked, should legacy growers be given free licenses? So the issue is not about the licenses. If there were licenses, and even though we disagree with that, if there were licenses, should it be free for legacy growers? Please mm. vote in our mm. Facebook poll right now. And then we have the lovely Amy Wildwine is going to be doing our dank camp tonight. Now, seeing as it's just yeah. our our three the three girls here in the studio, we've decided to choose a um, cultivar. Seeing as mm. Dale isn't here and he hates the word strain. Dale, we hope that you're enjoying uh, your friend's farewell tonight. You know, yeah. here we, we're very flexible at the show. The dude needed to party, you know, so he's gone to say cheers to a mate who's going overseas. So he isn't here today, but in your honor, we will call it a cultivar. A cultivar. So, Amy, tell us what we've chosen for the show tonight. We have some slurricane, which has Ooh, been grown by a friend and family member. Mm -hmm. yeah. Great, yes. great. Actually, a member one. of our team, and I'm exactly. going to stick our neck out because we are allowed to grow, remember? Personal yeah. use in private spaces. So, our dear Suresh. This was um, a home private grower. Yep, grew this beautiful, beautiful slurry cane. So, there we go, right there mm. is in focus. Yeah. Nice. Really, really dank buds, mm. and I must say that. When we took the bud out, we also took out the Bavida because we want to give a shout out to oh. Mike Bavida because everybody calls him Mike Bavida, who's left South Africa with his family for a little while as his wife had a great job opportunity in the Netherlands. And Mike, we hope you're watching the show. We hope you'll watch it during the week. We love you. We hope you're flourishing over there. We miss you. And um, and we hope that all of us can come visit you soon. So yes. put on the kettle. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. So I was just thinking of Mike as I saw the little the little bovida in um, in the in the packet with the slow can. But so. that doesn't mean that bovida has left the country, right? No. There's still no. a representative no. in the country to carry on Mike's good work. Yeah. And Mike can be our new secret agent. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Nice. Uh, so Amy's going to expertly roll us a spliff yeah. to keep us going <laughs> and get us into reminding you about our Instagram competition. Hashtag Hotbox Show or tag at hotboxshow.co.za and I got it right this time. You did? Uh, I did. Well, hashtag Hotbox Show. Hashtag Hotbox Show. Our, our actual handle is at hotboxshow.co.za and then we yes. do the hashtag, hashtag Hotbox Show for the Instagram. Yeah. So we're going to be looking through um, looking through our finalists a bit later, and um, I think Amy can choose the winner Yay. tonight. Yeah. Yay! Because Amy hasn't been around the table for yeah, for such a, a long time. So um, and then please don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe to our channel, please. Thank you. It do it. Really, just helps. do it. Our Facebook, our Twitter, our Insta. Like it takes two minutes. And hit the bell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're at it, why don't you go and have a look at the Fields of Green website? And you can always support us by signing up to the Green Network. It's only 49 Rand a month, which we think is completely affordable, hasn't gone up in four years. And that way you'll be uh, supporting our work here at Fields of Green. 
and know, privy to some private events and special exactly. things and stuff. And we have actually been rolling those out, and that we've had some amazing days so far. We have. We had some fun times. And if you listen carefully during the Hot Box Show, you might get a few hints about mm. upcoming events that are going to be held just slightly privately, you know, mm -hmm. for members, people that we really, really, if you're really a member of the Green Network, we really um, appreciate your support. And a shout out to our affiliates tonight, because if it wasn't for our affiliates, we wouldn't be able to hold the show, At you all. know. It doesn't yeah. come out of thin air. We need to pay for data, we need to pay for subscriptions and software, and a small little tiny stipend to the crew. And uh, we also need to eat our traditional bourbon rolls. Tonight it's not like we have bagels and steaks and you know yeah. fancy fancy. Tonight it was a cheese griller roll. It yes. was actually delicious. It was delicious. Um, we have a little snack so that we don't get too goofed on the show. Um, and and I really, from the bottom of my heart, really really appreciate what our Fields of Green for All crew do for us by supporting us. You, you are enabling the work of people who are largely 99.9% .9 volunteers. Um, and it really is a stretch for the crew to, to keep going, particularly in tough times when we haven't been able to have our big D-Day yeah. events. Uh, but you never know. Join up to the Green Network and um, you might be privy to some of those mm. private events. Mm. And speaking of crew... Ooh, um, while you get that ready, can I just yeah. quickly give a shout out to those? I'm keeping an eye on the Facebook. Uh, I just want to say how's it, thanks for watching Colin, Andrew and Chantla and King Gad, bruh. I want to thank you for watching and thanks for your support. Yeah, I'm seeing here on the live chat, this is usually Dan's job to follow the YouTube. Tallulah Moon, what a lovely name. Mm, okay. <laughs> and um, we've got the Candicinal Pharmacy, we've got Warren Bailefeld, thank you, it's a long time um, supporter of the show. Thank you for joining us on the on the YouTube channel, and um, remember that you can always tell us what you would like to to see on the show. Have you got questions for us? Would you like to see things featured? Remember that we are a little bit restricted as to what we can show in terms of smoking paraphernalia. Still That's working on that. Still working my way around that. hard on that. But our last show toilet feature got us into a little bit of trouble. Mm. But I'm sitting here and I'm clenched, clutching. A pack, a pack of serviettes, <laughs> like it was some sort of cup. <laughs> but the reason why I'm catching these serviettes is because a very, very special person in the studio is having a birthday tomorrow. So we would like to, we would like to wish our Boomslang. Maybe you can just come and poke your head around here quickly. You can stick your nose into your cake. Thanks, guys. So we have, it's Boomslang's birthday tomorrow. We really, really appreciate you ca coming through week after week after week, making sure that you know all about what all those knobs and dials and cables and switches and things are, because really we, we wouldn't have a clue. We're just sitting up here supposedly yeah, entertaining everybody. And also for your patience with me while I've been learning how to do some of this stuff to try and help take some pressure off. No, it's great. Thank you. So, happy birthday for tomorrow. Good, it's a Friday. Hope you have a fantastic day. And take the day off. Um, Rihanna has been helping our, our Jazz Farm crew build a new greenhouse where we're going to be extending our whole permaculture garden system. So, it, it's also been really, really hot up here on the high felt with the odd thunderstorm. So thanks to the crew and thanks to Rian for always contributing to our community in such a meaningful way. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. 
So, speaking about the Fields of Green for All crew, I think we can go on to a very, very busy week at the Fields of Green mm. office and the update. It has been. Yeah. It has been. Yeah. So, um, we had a, a very exciting thing happen this afternoon. And I can't say too much um, because this is all happening on a kind of a diplomatic level. But as you know, Fields of Green for All has our ECOSOC status at the United Nations. And as you also know, we are going to be holding a side event at the big commission on narcotic drugs that is coming up week after next. Can you believe it? Mm. South Africa, the South African government, the Department of Justice and SAPRA will also be holding a side event in order to update the international community as to what is going on in the world of cannabis in South Africa. So when we heard that the, that the government would also be holding the event, we um, tried everything to get hold of the various representatives. Our connection in Vienna actually um, was, came back to South Africa, finished his four-year stunt there in June 2020. Uh, his name was David Nkosi. And uh, so we lost our hotline to Vienna and the South African uh, delegation there. So we got a hold of DERCO, the Department of International Relations and Cooperation. I sent um, the email twice. I thought I didn't want to be rude and bad to them, and they didn't get back to me. And so I was getting a little bit nervous as to how do we get hold of the government, who are also holding an event. Surely we should chat about this. And then three days ago, uh, the, the member of the delegation in Vienna got hold of us first and said, oh, look, we're holding a side event, you're holding a side event, shouldn't we speak? Incredible. And I had, it was yeah. really, really great. I had a 30-minute chat um, to this lovely woman who has taken over from Advocate David and Corsi in Vienna, and uh, she was so incredibly reasonable. And I think that the, my big takeaway from, from the conversation was that she said... <clears throat> The South African government has been put in a very awkward position because they are having to enact laws and changes to laws that were instituted by civil society. Damn right. So that was really was the takeaway. There are lots of other um, constructive things that came out of the conversation. But I thought that that was worthy, worthy of a quote, that this is something... This whole revolution in cannabis, whether there's overselling of 130,000 jobs or whether there's all of these arrests that are happening, and Charles is going to tell us in a little bit, four arrests on Monday alone, um, all of this is happening because of civil society and because of you and because of our amazing Fields of Green for All team and our supporters. And, you know, we've been doing this for a long time, but days like today just kind of give us a bit of hope. Mm -hmm. Because it is up to us to build that bridge between governments and what we could call public health, really. Because it is a public health issue. We've said that, said that since the beginning. It's a human rights issue. And it's up to civil society organizations. And there's quite a few, um, in, in, quite a few organizations in South Africa purporting to work in the cannabis space. 
So we look forward to these new associations that are, mm. that are popping up. We look forward to collaborating with them because the more the better. We yeah, are we not to work together, not against each other. Mm. You know, we could say that we were the first, okay? But where is it going to get us? It doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We don't want to say we're the first, we're the biggest, we're the what, what, what. But we are doing this work on the international level and we would love to bring other activists from other provinces and mm. other groups together to work on this international stuff because it's a lot of work. You know, to, you've got to be writing these speeches and making videos and speaking to people and emailing and keeping up with this complicated dialogue that goes on. So if you're out there and you belong to one of the fledgling new cannabis associations or group or anything, please reach out um, and, and we, can, we can share this stuff on a more one-to-one -one level. It's all very well for us girls to sit here yeah. and con on about what's going on in the UN. But the real work happens when you get other people to understand it exactly. yeah. and what it is we're actually And doing. why it's so important. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So Amy and Joe are going to the Cape Town Expo and they're going to be speaking on the, on the stage and they will be able to show you how much they've learned since since being with Fields of Green for And accustomed as we are to public speaking. Yes. Which yes. is why we're going for training this weekend. <laughs> Diving in deep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're going to be absolutely great. And we're really, really looking forward to the Cape Town Expo at the end of the month. So. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait to see all you Cape Stonians, man. Sure. So uh, we've been we've been chatting amongst ourselves, and it's as I said, it's been a really uh, busy week. So we decided to get Charles in on the blower to tell us what's happened this week in terms of these arrests. I mean, we haven't had a big fat arrest rant for ages. Yes. But I am going to light this here. Beautiful yeah, do it because splitting. one of those arrests actually had me in tears yesterday. Mm. So I mean, that's yeah. why the the balance of the news from today is is literally the balance from yesterday is not and trying to out of pure frustration and then there's this wonderful thing so it's yeah it's a very bipolar industry very <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is you know and I've, I've just see here Gerber the gardener is on the on the feed on YouTube so is Tom LaRue um, hello Tom ahoy 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 Gerber the gardener's just come out of the garden imagine you just come out of your garden and there's a whole lot of cops at your gate I mean it's happened to the best of us so Shaw what happened on Monday brew Hi, can everybody hear me? Yep. So, yeah, uh, I had three arrests when I woke up, and another one came in later in the day, but um, that's quite quite a bunch of them. Uh, I generally don't have more than two. But I have to say that, uh, you know, we used to have these Stop the Cops reports, and I haven't done many lately. Because it does make me feel like a stuck record, because the arrests just don't stop. They may have calmed down a little bit since the privacy judgment, but they've never stopped. For anybody that's watching that smokes cannabis or grows cannabis, all these arrests that came in, well, recently I looked through them now just before the show, and none of these people really knew their rights. All the busts happened at people's homes. And uh, not in a single case did anybody tell the police that you can't come in because you don't have a warrant. So that shows me that they didn't know their rights. If you go to court for cannabis arrests, uh, the first thing you know that comes up is the procedure, what happened during your arrest. And if you can say that the police forced their way in, then already then 
they don't have a case against you because the police cannot force their way into your house. <coughs> so it's very important to know your rights. And these recent arrests that have sort of picked up, uh, it all started happening directly after Sona. So I don't know what the intention of the president was when he said that we're going to focus more on cannabis this year, but the real news would be if the Drugs Act was changed. Until the Drugs and Drug Trafficking Act is changed, then the police have a leg to stand on. They can say, well, cannabis is there and it's in the law mm -hmm. that it's an illegal substance, so we're going to arrest people. So that, that's what Fields of Green are fighting for, is to change the law. Uh, if the law doesn't change, nothing's going to change. They can hand out permits and licenses, and all these things can happen, and there can be big plans and big news all the time. But until the Drugs Act is changed, we will not have a, a blossoming cannabis industry in this country. It will not happen, because we can't have an industry and at the same time say that this plant that's part of the industry is illegal and people must get arrested for it. It's just, you know, it's a dichotomy. It doesn't work. So, Charles, what happened, um, what happened after? Have you had any feedback? Because people come to us for help and then, and then they just disappear. We don't hear what happened. Have you heard any feedback from any of the people who were arrested? It happens often, but uh, I do keep the, the, the numbers and I, I call people back because they hardly ever call me back. When the cases get thrown out, and they all get thrown out, none of them get prosecuted, yeah. Uh, then people don't bother to let me know. So I, I follow up and I, I call them back and find out. Because in that moment of panic, when the arrest is on, or the day or two after, then you want to report it to Fields of Green. But when they throw your case out, it's such a relief that you don't bother to give feedback. And I understand it's human nature. That's just what, pe what people do. Yeah, yeah. So I'd like to just read um, a short uh, paragraph here. It's one of the arrests. Um, it's pretty much what, how, how, how most of them go. I was approached by the Chatsworth SAPS at my home that belongs to my dad. The police officer then asked me, where's the cannabis? And then I told the officer, what cannabis? He told me that he knows that we are selling cannabis at our house. So we let them search the property, and that's when they found my 1.2 kilos of cannabis. They arrested me, took my fingerprints, put me in a jail cell, and the next day I was taken to Chatsworth Courthouse Jail where I was released without a court case, without talking to anybody about what happened. I think the police made it look like they made a case against me, but I was just robbed of my cannabis. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I was just robbed of my it's cannabis. It happens over and over and over every day. Yeah. And that is an issue. It's a big issue here. And the authorities are turning a blind eye. But I tell you what, fields of green for all are going to make sure they can't just yep. keep on turning a blind eye because this is a sticky thing. And if it doesn't go away, there's going to be no sunshine. And the thing is, it's the elephant in the room because they, you know, it doesn't matter what meeting you go to or what blah, blah, master plan, blah, blah, development sustainable yeah, exactly. economy, jobs, whatever they're That's talking all about there. and all this thing, that nobody talks about the police. And where's yeah. where's the Minister of Police in all of this? And that's it always comes back to the trial of the plant. Yeah. Yeah. Because when when we had to sit down, uh, Jules and I with our first lawyers are there, Ferdy Hartenberg in Pretoria, he said, Okay, now we have to decide which of the government departments we're gonna sue. He says, we don't want too few and we don't want too many and they've got to be relevant. And the first, first word that came out of our mouths was the Minister of Police. And he's like number one up there. Mm. Um, 
you know, then the Minister of Justice and blah, 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 and so it went down, down the list of eight. But where are the police in all of this? I mean, now Kefa Satole has been fired. Okay, so he's there. So we don't have to listen to the stupid sideshow of a soap opera between our police minister and the National Commissioner. How embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Okay, so he's going to go and retire and watch his sunflowers grow. Okay, now we just got to deal with the man in the black hat. I bet you he's going Where to grow dacha. I bet you he's going to grow dacha. <laughs> I bet you. And I want to see that man in the black hat and I want to be able to wag my finger at him like the worst school teacher ever. And, and we want answers. So I We want retribution, actually. Yeah. Because mm. I've, even in social media this week, I saw a case where um, the cops had rocked up at someone's house uh, with no warrant. She got no, an advocate on the phone. We want complete amnesty, 100%. Was, uh, spoke to the police and explained to them that they couldn't come onto the property without a warrant and dotty dotty So the advocate was there on the property? No, on the phone. Oh, okay. Um, the case got thrown out of court, and then this week those same cops came back and did a spite raid. Destroyed the house. Everything's upside down. Kids' rooms, everything. It's spite. It's spiteful. Yeah. And those cops need to face the consequences of their actions. Mm. That's the kind of retribution I'm talking about. I'm not talking about revenge. Mm. I'm talking about there needs to be consequences for their unlawful actions. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, and Joanne, you know, the less people know their rights, the worse the arrest is. Exactly. Because the less you know, the more the cops realize that you don't know anything, and then they try their luck even more, yeah. Yeah. and exactly. they get away with more. They bully. If they you bully. can refuse them at the door, maybe they will stay away and not come in. You know, Even if they do, then you can say that I refused them yeah. entry, and they, right, they so. came in without a warrant. That's it. So you know, if people don't that. know their rights, then unfortunately your arrest situation is not yeah. going to go well. You know, it's, it's, it's quite... How do you know your rights? You just study it up at the Fuels of Green website. Exactly. Um, you know, it's quite amusing to me sometimes when, when we as a crew, you meet new people, and um, obviously they've seen us on the Hotbox show, and they've seen us at events, and they've seen all of us, us around. And everybody always wants to tell you first about how amazing they are. Yes. You know, they make the best edibles or they've got this big piece of land yeah. that they want yeah, to get grow on. I get that on the phone every or, day. You know, they, they, where people always have, seem to have, when it comes to cannabis, a story of their own that they want to share straight and away. And they want to toot their own horn mm. and they should yeah. be allowed to. Mm. Be I proud think, of what you're good at. Which is great. Yeah. Okay, it's great. But nobody in the last 11 years has come up and bragged to us about how they know their rights. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, which, which should be the, the one thing that somebody can, can really brag about and yeah. say, I really, really know my rights. And maybe, maybe we should have like a uh, Dacha Know Your Rights quiz, like one of those quiz nights. Mm. We can do it on online and make up a whole lot of Know Your Rights questions. And I'm and sure people do will Reddit do quite AMA. badly. <laughs> or a Reddit AMA on Knowing Your Rights or something like that. But it just seems like we've been banging this drum forever and one day somebody's going to kind of come up to us and is going to say to us, and brag to us about how much they know their yeah. Know Your Rights booklet backwards. It's not even very long, you know. It's just, yeah. It just looks like a lot of small writing on a small It would take you an hour. If you yeah. spend an hour and read up, you will know your rights. It's yeah. not very difficult. It will save you so much. 
I think that there's also a certain arrogance about people. I mean, Amy, you see on, on social media all the time. Amy belongs to, uh, uh, is part of some groups on social media that we are not. So we try to sort of divide the groups <laughs> amongst us. Oh. And I mean, what are some of the stuff that you've read on those groups? I know the groups are just so general. Everyone's a master grower, and everyone's flashing their grows and and social clubs and, and it's lovely to these see. private social clubs open to the public. And yeah, that's not so lovely to see. There's lots of things like that, and I think it just bottom line is knowing your rights, mm. knowing your rights, and just keeping it private, keeping it small. Um, as much as what you know about how to grow your plants and love your plants and tend yeah. to them and harvest them, you need to know that much about. <laughs> tending to yourself and your own safety and health, quite frankly, because mm. if they bully to the point of beating you up, we've had a Rastafari that have had dreadlocks pulled out of their hair, we've had people murdered, beaten to death, we've had women raped. It keeps your own health safe. You know? It is, know exactly. Your rights. It is. So as rather, much as you know your plants. Rather than be arrogant Never trust the police. No matter how well done. your ladies are growing and how well your club is doing, don't trust the cops. Hide what you're doing. Uh, you, we must still act like cannabis is illegal because it still is illegal. Mm -hmm. They and will still arrest you, yeah. even for a banky. They will arrest you. So don't wave it around. You know, don't brag on social media. So and also, there's been there's been quite a word of, but a few clubs having their feathers ruffled, particularly mm. in Cape Town. Mm. So if you're running a, a a club, keep it private. And there's, there is absolutely nothing to be proud of if you're saying that you've got a thousand members in your club. It really, or 5,000 or 10,000 that we've heard. Keep it private, right. keep it small. How many times do we have to say that? And, you know, teacher plants teach, teach us stuff. Mm. And cannabis is a teacher plant. And it, there's no room for arrogance. And the thing is that this plant might teach you in quite a harsh way. So... So let's be humble uh, in the face of what we are facing. Mm. Yeah, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Wouldn't you say? So you are right. Say she's two of the oldest and biggest private clubs in Cape Town. Oh, okay, great. I've never been bust. Well, that's it. Mm. Sometimes that's what turns a cannabis enthusiast into a cannabis activist, is just the simple act of having been through a bust. Yeah. Yeah. And through the terror. I think just trusting your gut as well and, and knowing, doing your research and not mixing with the wrong people. I think yeah. there's, in this industry yeah. there's a lot of wild people out there. There's a way to put it. There is, and there's some snakes you need to Because yeah. we've always said that the cannabis industry is just a microcosm of the whole world because we, there's no particular type of person that's in this crazy cannabis world of ours. Some eh? amazing people, amazing but there's some people. The yeah. wild ones too. Just... To, there's like anywhere and anything in life, there's also dodgy mm. people and just, exactly. yeah, mm. we've got your back at Field Screen for All. Yeah. So that was our somewhat wordy Fields of Green for All update for, for tonight. Charles, thank you very much and chin up. And as always, thank you so much for being mm. on the other side of the, of the phone for, for the whole of South Africa, really. Basically. You know, you can find our Fields of Green for All office number. Sure. There it is um, on our website. Charles is there 24 hours a day, but please don't phone him at like half past one in the morning unless you're really, 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 mm. really scared. Uh, I had license inquiries at 11 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> first pick up, download a copy of our Know Your Rights off of our website. Go to the Stop the Cops page. It's right there. It's a simple PDF. And um, why not keep a copy of that in the cubby hole of your car? Wave well, it to, to the cop and say, I'm Good idea. I'm just yeah. going to read you this booklet quick. 
It yes. will calm everything down. It will force him. Yeah, and it's all available on the Fields yeah. of Green 4 website. Like, if there's no, like you can download yeah. everything there. Shah, thanks so much, and we're very excited to see you uh, at the end of the month at the Expo, but we'll probably chat before then, and hopefully you can pop back with your zooty background there. <laughs> All right. Yes, looking forward to see you guys. And thanks okay. for having me on the show. Cool, brother. See you soon. Okay, I'm just quickly getting this back. This seems to have lost Wi-Fi. So, I'm just so as we said at the beginning of the show, um, our, our production... Uh, tablet seems to have lost its Wi-Fi here. There's a job vacancy in mm. the presidency. So, mm. okay. yeah. Um, Amy and Joan, I have been watching this really closely. And there we have it back. I mean, we, we, yeah. we, think we, we, know, we can think of a good couple of people, people off the top of our heads yeah. who would absolutely be of great benefit to the entire community and, and, and in the long run yeah. being in that position. But... Yes, it's not up to us to choose. A, yeah. Yeah. I think it's sure. an incredible step. It is, um, and it's for somebody to head up a whole uh, office. So it's for somebody to coordinate a whole lot of stuff. other people as well, you know. So it's not going to be just one person who... <clears throat> Uh, anyway, Amy's going to tell us all yeah. about it. We've been chatting about it yesterday well, and today. Well, uh, I, I love the headline. There it is on, on the screen. Want to run the cannabis desk for the presidency? Applications open for an expert advisor and to coordinate government cannabis policy. So, yeah, basically they're looking for someone to apply. The job is based in Sandton. Pretty nice and central. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Unless you live in Cape Town. <laughs> Unless you live in Cape Town. This is how trains right there. Yeah. But um, so they're basically saying this pre presidency is to take control of the National Cannabis Master Plan. It is clear from the job advertisements put out for a new cannabis czar that the person will be responsible for kickstarting the NCNP, which has stalled while well, under the control of the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform, and Rural Development. So that's interesting, I think, in itself. Like you yeah. said earlier, at least they're acknowledging yeah. that it's gone nowhere. And yeah, we. Yeah, the master plan just it just kind of reads like a school textbook, yeah. you know. And then we will have nine pillars. And pillar number one is such and such. And there just doesn't seem to be any heart and soul in it. So. We yeah. can only hope for somebody that is super dynamic, yeah. that is has a deep and uh, heartfelt love for the cannabis plant, wouldn't exactly. you say? No, 100%. I think that's the most important, and we can only hope for the yeah. right person. And at least they've listed a couple of uh, qualifications, and so they're not just going to take anyone, hopefully. Yes. Yeah, I see they want somebody with like five years cannabis yeah, industry experience. Yes, very nice. Uh, it'd be very nice to see how they prove it. Yeah. Maybe they can phone us and say, yeah. have you heard of... Yeah. Have we you heard have of the certified references. Yeah. yeah, they need to have an MBA, more than five years exposure to so yeah. cannabis uh, and or hemp, kind of the same thing, industry. Mm -hmm. The applicant must have high emotional intelligence. And excellent leadership skills. I think it's, yeah. And I wonder why the, to be able to cope with the slow, the high emotional in intelligence, yeah. 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 And not to get um, angry and frustrated. And we know that we've all done that. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can think of a couple yeah. of government departments I'd like to walk into with uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, what's that to flip I from? had my, my Helen Ziller moment in, in court in 2017. Mm. Um, we just had a grueling morning of cross-examination and uh, we all got up to go and I was just thinking, oh, I want a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're weird. hustling out the court and the next minute there's the SABC and the, this woman shoves this microphone in my face and says, but isn't, isn't cannabis the gateway drug? right there in the court in the passage and I just lost it with her and it made it on its way to Twitter and every now and again don't it comes back finger and don't you ever ask me that question again oh. uh, <laughs> so high emotional intelligence I certainly wasn't um, uh, Listen, uh, displaying it that day it's been a good yeah. few weeks by the way <laughs> yeah so sure. what else did they say they want their um, good <laughs> Yeah, the MBA, yeah. which is amazing, and then the, the five years minimum experience in the industry, and then uh, experience in legislative and or regulatory design and implementation. It's quite a big ask. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who would, yeah, we know a legal mind kind of, I think, mm. might have no, been. But you know, the lawyers are too busy. Oh, you yeah. know, all the lawyers that we know, I don't think an MBA, because they want somebody to run the department. Exactly. So that's why they want a Master's of Business Administration, yeah. which is not an easy thing and to get. Well, yeah, it says yeah. they're calling it the Cannabis Desk will also be responsible for liaising with non-government organizations, particularly with it the does. private sector, which played a vital role in bringing the pres this to the president's attention. Mm. Mm. The extent of the legislative crisis surrounding cannabis. So... Ding. Ding, ding, ding. Well, didn't, well, that's the first time I, I didn't read yeah. the whole article. Sorry, I didn't do my homework. No, but that's because we like but to keep things fresh. Yeah. yeah, and they called it a legislative crisis because mm. you remember we had the, the Chiba webinar yes. yeah. called the legislative crisis. So they're listening. They're listening. They're so listening. if it gets the job, please don't forget about us. Like yeah. Fields of Green for All, we need to be a part of this process to make um, sure that it's fair, evidence-based, proper human rights-based. We've always we've said quite quite a lot recently that I think Fields of Green for All is is becoming a little bit of a, a watchdog in a way maybe not a classically a watchdog but it's nice to to be able to see all of this happening but knowing that we already have our work cut out for us you know none of us are are in any position to run for this position but we're watching with real interest because is it going to be the Office of the Cannabis Ombudsman. Hey? Could be, yeah. In the, in the manifesto. The in the manifesto. Yeah. Uh, we, we outlined the whole thing, and we even came up with the whole what would, co what would that office constitute. Mm. So the chances are, quite far out chance, but that the Office of the Presidency has looked at the manifesto and said, imagine if this was true, and said, Oh, we need the Office of the Cannabis Ombudsman. Let's do that. Well, wasn't that one of Paul Michael's suggestions in his article we discussed last week? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, so they are actually maybe paying attention. And oh, we've, been, we've tried. You. We've pushed it to some we'll everyone we possibly so can. Yeah. yeah. I know that yeah. Paul Michael Keichel and Andrew Laurie and Ricky Stone were all meeting in Cape Town. Um, uh, a little bird told me, mm -hmm. so there's um, some sort of 
big discussions are going on there to have our three favorite lawyers all in one place discussing Ooh. weed. Oh, I, would have, I said to Ricky this morning on WhatsApp, on the wall. that's exactly <laughs> what I said. I even made a little row of fly emojis. But we'll get, we'll get the feedback, and that feedback will always filter through to you here on the Hotbox mm. Show. So please like, share, and subscribe. And, um, and we'll hopefully give you a report back as to maybe they'll publicize the candidates for the job and we can sit and pick them apart here. Yeah. Sure. yeah, we don't want to have like what they did with the, the, the judge. No, no, it's all We don't want to be ripping people no. apart, but it no. would be nice to know. And, and mm. yeah. <coughs> Someone grounded cool is a point of the same. Yeah, speaking of Ricky Stone. Speaking of Ricky Stone, yes. so... Our second story this evening is about the Amapondo, the, the legacy growers being left out in the cold. And we keep hammering on about the legacy growers because we have to. Yeah. Somebody's got to speak up for them. And so we're going to keep shouting until someone starts listening. Um, this evening I've got snippets from two different articles that we've got. Uh, the first is about the uh, state of the province address from the um, Eastern Cape. Uh, and the, the next bit is about is from the Mail Guardian um, article that Ricky wrote. Uh, so let's start off with the, the Eastern Cape Chamber of Business says that it's disappointed that Provincial Premier Oscar Mabuyani did not use the State of the Province address to announce firm plans to support rural cannabis farmers. Instead saying he would set up an advisory panel to guide provincial cannabis to look at ways of including traditional growers. How many more panels do we need? <laughs> panels and commissions. Yeah. And ECCB General, that's the Eastern Cape Chamber of Business, um, Secretary General Andile Nonso said growers in the informal sector cannot afford SAPRA licenses and that Mabuyani should have announced it, the issuing of free licenses. Exactly, and I think that he, he was saying growers in the informal sector. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not forget about traders in the informal yeah. sector. Let's yeah. not forget about the guy with the matchbox at the garage, okay? Uh, who's our, our like, uh, aim. That's our so, goalpost. That's uh, the end goal. Yes. Yeah. And it's also, I always like to add in that it's not only the Eastern Cape, you know. Oh. We have it's every mm. single far-flung rural area from the northern province to Venda to KZN. Exactly. Everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. He says, we hear that a license costs anything from 25000 Yet... That's a bit I'm more like, yeah, you know, that's yeah. just the first piece of paper. Yeah. That's just the lawyer meeting. Yeah. So, and yet these people who've been growing Dacha for many years don't have that kind of money. Nonso said that indigenous growers were afraid of losing their livelihoods because many people will suddenly become interested in the industry now that it's been formalized, compete with them and edge, edge us out of the it's market. It's already happened. It's already happened. It's already happened. It's done. done. Priority should be given to the ordinary people who've been growing the plant for a long time. This cannabis project is a game changer for the Impondo people, not for the people of Santon. Let the people of Nkoleni, I promise I practiced that, uh, Nkoleni, Port St. John's and the entire Mpondo land region benefit from this resource that is grown on their land. And then we move on to this brilliant must-read op-ed mm. piece published in the uh, Mail and Guardian this week, written by one of our favorite legal minds, Ricky Stone. And he starts off with this mic drop. More than half a million subsistence farmers cultivate cannabis in the Mapondoland region of the former Transkei Bantustan. Many are women, each producing a ton of cannabis annually as a summer and winter crop. They have done so for well over 10 generations. Most of these legacy farmers cultivate only cannabis as their cash crop. 
exercising their indigenous and customary law rights. Their survival depends on cannabis as much as the preservation of these ancient cultivars depends on them. Countless modern-day cannabis varieties originate from African cannabis. They share the DNA. To avoid any doubt, cannabis is hemp, it's nsangu, it's umia, it's dacha. They are one and the same thing, the same plant botanically and scientifically speaking. And any distinction between hemp and cannabis based on THC levels pre present in the plant is both arbitrary and unscientific. Effectively, a clear product of cannabis prohibition and delusions of grandeur. The only rational distinction between cannabis used for industrial purposes and cannabis used for human consumption is that, well, is that it's, it's industrial or it's human consumption. It still remains the same plant, whether rope or dope. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And, and this is exactly what we keep harping on about. These people have been, it's in their blood, that 10 generations, guys, they were born yeah. master growers. They've been yeah. growing in the fields, yeah. learning how to take their first steps in amongst the plants, you know? Farmers. They should be sitting, advising government on yeah. the way forward. There should be representation. The thing, uh, the big question to me is not, um, you know, if we should. I think that everybody knows by now that we have to include the... The, the royal people. I think the question is how, mm. and and I'll never forget. It was a few years ago. I asked Ricky, um, what what do the farmers want? Because you know our thing is we've been chanting. You can't get what what you want unless you know what you yes. want. Okay, and it actually took Ricky quite a long time to come back to me with an answer on that. And he said, you know, he's, he's thinking about this. He's asking people and whatever to actually come back with a succinct answer to that because we can't be imposing our will on mm. and, and it's like us and them oh we've got to remember about them as a separate thing you know they, they, the rural people have to be included in the whole value chain and the the crux of the matter is they mustn't need to change much about what they're doing already and after those few months Ricky came back to me with an answer to the question and the, what the, the farmers in, that he'd spoken to want is to just to be able to carry on doing mm. what they're already doing. That's it. Without so you the know, cost coming out. So what, what are you going to go and regulate? In, in, with human beings evolve. Yeah. I could guarantee you that the quality of the cannabis mm. that, that, that was grown 10 years ago in Mpandi and that was, is grown today, it's in, increased a thousandfold, mm. the quality, mm. because human beings evolve. And that doesn't stop the rural people from evolving either. We don't want to hear this narrative about somebody must go and teach them how to grow no, cannabis. Somebody properly, must invite you know? them to come teach us, That's actually. Exactly. exactly. So I think that it, there just needs to be an, an integration on a cultural uh, a level and communication. The ombudsman you know? will do that. The ombudsman yeah. will do that. And the ombudsman must order that the National Cannabis Master Plan, however they rewrite it, must be translated. It must. It must be translated into Corsa and Zulu, or maybe one of them, because they're quite similar, and and maybe into Sutu too. Um, they owe it to mm -hmm. people so that they can go and take the papers 
and go and show it and that those people can sit and read ask them the and understand and ask the pertinent questions because that's really what 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 is needed um, not if we're going to include the rural yeah, people yeah, yeah. it's when and how it's how soon how can we yeah. not they're the backbone of the unregulated exactly. market they know and they they've been the doing it for yeah, they, the weed yeah. we, have we all grew up smoking weed. our legacy farmers yeah. weed that's what we all learned remember about the from. trips down to the former transcar Hey? Yeah. Yeah. It's just and, yeah. and that's that's us, us you know, mm. us colonials. And but it's not it mustn't be us and them mm. anymore. It mustn't be because it must but be how us South Africans. It's gonna require creative solution mm. and as the job description required some emotional intelligence mm. because um, and evidence. And yeah, it would be nice if like, some of the government people could come and sit around the table and smoke a bomb with yeah. us and actually come up with peace pipe, O's peace pipe, and let's come up with some workable <laughs> solutions. Because yeah. like, we reckon if you're starting to listen to us, like, mm. listen to us. Yeah. But here's some good news. Here's some it's good interesting. news. Well, where did you find this? I found this. Actually, Louise posted this in one of the groups. Oh, um, great. Louise Maxwell, shout out. Hello yes. in Durban. Love you, babe. So the Moses Katani Institute is calling for research fund opportunities. Um, the Moses Katani Institute provides the research and development, uh, provides the research and development economics data and statistics service to the provincial government. Okay, so the institute uses recommendations from the research towards policy development and service delivery interventions. Postgraduate students interested in researching for MKI and publishing in the MKI journal can apply for assistance. In 2022, the research fund will support honors, masters, and doctoral students conducting scientific, social, and economic research. And this year, it includes cannabis. Yeah. So I keep yeah. hearing about people doing PhDs on cannabis and all of this sort of thing. Guys, go to the website, MosesKotaniInstitute.com, and, uh, and apply. Like, get yourself some funding for your research. And, you and clever owners out there. Do this because, yeah, you guys are the brainy ones. We're just the ones who are brave enough to mouth off all the time, really. <laughs> and this whole thing of research, you know, it's always like more research needs to be done, but cannabis is the most researched plant on the planet. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it's it's got to be, it's like in, in Buddhism, it's got to be the middle way mm. because there, there will always be more that we need to know about, not only the plant itself, but also this plant within society. Um, and we've come across some absolutely amazing academics along the way who contact us out the blue and say, yeah. oh, I'm doing this, whatever. That's how we got hold of uh, Paul Michael right in the beginning. He just graduated his LLB degree and written this paper about cannabis and he became the head of our legal team. That's it, out of the so, fire. So you clever, <laughs> you clever people out there, come on. Um, if you're scratching around for something that you want to write your master's thesis, mm -hmm. if you're addicted to studying, why not study the most researched plant on the planet? Um, from a different angle. Still hasn't been heard in yeah. court. Yeah, what about sociologists? Imagine a sociologist doing a doctoral thesis on cannabis culture. Uh, wow. Wouldn't that be awesome? Dude. Deep. Moses Kutani Institute. Deep. If anybody from we'll the Institute is watching, we'll send the camera crew to follow you around and make a documentary angles. of the making of that. Um, yeah. 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 
Scholars, scholars, scholars. It'd be great. It's not only, you know, studying the plant and medicine and, and all of that. It's it permeates every single yeah. I keep part saying of our medicine life. is the smallest yeah, little slice of the pie exactly. or out of cannabis. Because people yep. walked it here, apparently. Yeah. You know? Yes. Why would people walk that far with this? Yeah. With the seeds. Yeah. <laughs> Always had a little bit of seeds in the pocket. Yeah. 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 Very strange. I don't think Jules and I have crossed an international border in all the 16 years that we were together without some seeds in our pocket yeah. somewhere. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got to you always talk seeds, you know, mm. wherever you go in the world. For sure, for sure. It's not so easy to put clones in your luggage. No. <laughs> so now we're going to look at some pretty pictures. You know, I often think that with with the hot box show that um, we'd we've kind of veered away from the cannabis culture thing. Do you, as a um, as a viewer of the show, do, would you like to see more stoner stuff? Um, obviously, we have our little bit of a hitch with the with the shit or lit because of YouTube regulations. But would you like to see more of this, as I say, the stoner stuff and the Bob Marley stuff and the culture stuff? Um, like we might be able to put yeah. on a, a few stoner musicians. Would you want to yeah. see that kind mix of thing? It up a little. You, yes, to mix it up because yeah. you know there just seems to be so much going on on the policy level um, and so much in the news, which we're so incredibly grateful but for. We really enjoy keeping helping you guys keep it up to date and kind yeah. of layman's terms exactly what is going on anyway. Yeah, because where else are you going to go? But maybe you'd just like <laughs> to um, come and get stoned with us in the studio. Wouldn't that be fun? Mm. So join the Green Network and you never know. Mm. Invite might be coming your way. Oh, yeah. And we oh, do yeah. a good Borobos roll on we the do. Thursday. We pizza yeah. on, on our private days. Or maybe, yeah, and pizza. We've got a great yeah. pizza oven which was donated to us by Bioleaf Technologies, who we love very, very much. Oh, yeah. They're one of our affiliate. affiliates. Yeah. So let's look at the pretty pictures. And maybe I can trace where that spliff was around the table. <laughs> uh, it was finished. I finished it. Oh, I finished it. Let's eat some cake. Shall chose this evening's finalists. Ooh, look at those. Wow. Buddy boy cake. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's like a snowflake. Yeah, with the droplets. Sticky and find these droplets. Wow. Oh, sure. Beautiful babushka. Oh, look at those. Yeah. Saffa 420 graph. I wonder where they're growing. If it's a Saffa, I wonder if they're growing somewhere overseas. In the back, I saw some sneaky Saffa mm. Ah, Dean, crop of the morning. Nice colours. Nice. It grows coming along beautifully. Yeah. Monster. Yeah. Eating the light. Ah. Yeah. The man is a very, very good grower, is our Dean from Marijuana. Look at that praying plant. Hello, Jacques. Oom boom. We love oom boom. We do. <laughs> We hope that maybe one day Worm Brom mm. can come and visit us here at the jazz farm. He's a dear friend of Fields of Green for All. Wow, oh, that's, that's a nice picture, yeah. That's a new account, Looks like something yeah, out of a house very, and home. Very cool. <laughs> Hello. Ooh, sticky. Oh, man, that is really pretty. Hello, Go the Gardener. Yeah. On, the, on the feed on YouTube. Oh, oh, that's that's awesome. Look, yeah, but didn't... Um, they won a, a didn't month Verna, or two ago. Didn't Verna yeah. just win from Medusa Dab? Yeah. Month ago? Yeah, know. it was Somewhere. a month or two ago. There's yeah. a three, it's got to be a three-month gap just to keep it fair amongst everything. Yeah, but we love you, Verna, and what mm. a beautiful pick. Oh, the look there. I can the see some beautiful cactuses in the yeah. background there, which will remain unnamed. Mm. <laughs> no, one's Bob, one's Charles, mm. and the other one's <laughs> Jason. 
Uh, Robin's actually asking here, she wonders whether the um, uh, whether you're allowed to use cannabis on the job. Do they do drug testing at the Office oh, of well, the Presidency for the new cannabis Well, if you've got five years experience in the cannabis industry, you should be a cannabis consumer. You should. You should. I think I that think should, that be, should be, be a job requirement. requirement. Yeah. yeah. Sure. You don't mm. understand the plant unless you consume the plant. Yeah. You don't understand <clears throat> the plant. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy boy Cape Town. So I think... You see, the joy of taking your time and trimming. So which ones are going to be? I don't I'm, I'm stuck between the two. I think the moody... The moody, moody picture, greeny. something you, the, the apothe something. Oh, you want to be a potted? Oh, was that it? No, let's see, it's coming. Coming. Dun, dun, dun. No, and I think it's the next one. No, there's one. The we super moody it. one in the tent. I think it said like day 28 of flower or something. Oh, okay. It's after this one. Yeah. Let's have your little pink tendrils. Mm. Yeah, this that one. one. You want to be a uh, Looks like one that Amy would choose. Peanut butter breath. Ooh. Ooh. Peanut butter breath. <laughs> that see that one now. That sounds delicious. You want to hit us up in the DMs yeah. and send us some for the Danko. I'll trade you some peanut butter chuck chip cookies for some. Sure. There's a deal. Mm. Sure. Maybe if they're close enough, we don't have to send via the courier. We can, yeah. we can go pop them a visit. Yes. <laughs> can you visit us? You can come Yay. and collect your... your uh, your prize. Mm. Well, well done. Well done. Well done. Please go. Not, I've got a few things coming up that you might be interested in. Couldn't find anything for Friday. But on Saturday, uh, join Baked Ceramics for another Puff Puff Pottery. This time at the Toke House uh, in Boltfontein, Pretoria. This And you get to paint your own bong. Uh, it's 500 Rand a ticket. It includes the way you can bake your handmade ceramic bong, which you paint, and a glass stem. Please book in advance. Space is limited and it's from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Looks like a bong along, but I'm sure it'll be much nicer mm, if you make your own. Oh, yeah. Charles loves his ceramic bong. Oh, they're amazing. Uh, then down in PE, we've got the Canada Country Festival in Port Elizabeth. It's a family friendly market that encourages 420 vendors to participate as well as arts and craft vendors. Um, Country Canafest, alongside with its collaborators, supports Chuck Foundation, that's children with childhood cancer disease. And this will be from 9am at the Warmer Town Hall. Oh, we did once did a presentation in Warmer. Mm, it's a lovely yeah, place. Yeah. And then of course, no weekend would be complete without Mary Jane's Hacienda. <laughs> They're uh, so energetic, those guys. <laughs> oh, I love them to pieces. So this Saturday, it is upstairs. Come dressed up and stand, stand a chance of winning a 500 Rand bar tab. Doors open at 8pm. This is Mary Jane's Hacienda in Kensington, Joburg. Uh, tickets available via Howler. And then on Sunday, Cape Town is where it's all happening. 4.20 Sundays. It's from 1pm to 8pm. 50 Rand entrance. Catch Conqueror's Reggae Band at this Sunday at the 4.20 Sundays by I-420 Cape Town at Trenchtown. Along with DJs, crafts, edibles, and a dad bar. Wow, I-420 yeah. Cape Town, are they still going? They're still going. Dudes, I've still got your t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I, I didn't realize that they were still going. They've been going for many years. Many years. Well done. And then legit lit hip-hop and reggae sessions at the Royal Rust Center in Athlone, Cape Town. Featuring Sister Anela, 
uh, Desta Menon and Walata Kehase, I hope I said those right, alongside Reggae Africa Sound System. Doors open 2 p.m. and it's only a 30 rand cover charge. Yeah. So that's Sounds some like things nice to Sunday do. Busy um, and please note, I my first go to to find out where the events are happening around South Africa is Canna Events SA on Facebook because I I don't do Instagram, uh, and then I pop off to the Cannabis Club and then I search the various little places. But if you've got an event, please post it at Canna Events SA mm -hmm. because it'll I can then find it and tell everybody. Also, and also at the Green Affiliate. That is the that same, is the same thing, the same, isn't it? Okay, I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. sure about that. Are we, have we got a, some poll results? Ah, mm. we've got some poll results. Thank, thank you, Captain Stream, for the poll results. So, bouncing back to our legacy growers, um, how many of you thought that, yes, they are the ones who made South African weed famous around the world? 30%. Why should they need a license to do what they've been doing for generations? Dun, dun, dun. 70% and a whole zero percent thought nice. no they need to co comply with the regulations like everybody else nice. so it was overwhelmingly why should they need a license I think that one day there was some very very funny license jokes going around um, on some of our groups today and we always always you know having a dig at them but I think I hope we can look forward to the day we can look back to this threat of licenses or something that's in the uh, Licenses is for medicine. Mm. Yeah. It's for medicine. And medicine is this tiny, tiny, yeah, tiny little slice of this whole pie. Mm. Oh, and I'm just looking there in the, uh, in the comments on the screen. So there's the Can Clone Tour this weekend in Joburg as well. Plenty of giveaways. Oh, so, brilliant. Wow, okay, so Canaclone SA, look them up on the socials and maybe you can join their tour around mm. around Joburg. Whoa, Babylon, yeah. Dan nice and I are doing the Shop Hop, which is next on the 19th. Okay. And it's a, it's, it's a very a restricted number of people on the bus. The bus is fully booked, but we're going to be stopping at various shops. I'm going to talk more about it next week, but um, you have a look on the on, online social medias a little bit about it. Next week we hope to have some studio guests here from our affiliate group um, uh, to change things up a bit. Mm. Uh, Dan will be away for, for another month, so we're going to be uh, uh, bringing in more and more uh, studio guests to, to just yeah, yeah, change things up a bit. But thank you so much for joining us tonight. Amy, what's your farewell? No, you're welcome. No, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what did she? I need you to please always choose happy and stay safe. And please, life run up for Jules. And happy birth birthday to Boomschlang for tomorrow. Happy birthday! birthday. And thank you for joining us on episode two, yes. 205 of the Hotbox Show. See you next week.